Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast, where we wreck and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking by bringing alternative viewpoints to light. In an attempt to not only wreck and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking, but to obliterate them completely. How'd I do? <laughs> not bad, good? going All off right. the top of your going head. Going off the top of my head, not bad. Yeah, not All right. bad. <laughs> I am Alex. I am joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous Amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Salutations. Hello. How are you? I am super duper fantastic. Thank you. How are you? Wow. That's that's excellent. I'm fantastic as always. So this week, we have a special guest. Me too. And we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into our interview with... The lovely Jennifer Holtz. We hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. I want to introduce our guest today. She is not only an extraordinary person, an incredible human being, she is my friend, my soul sister, and my crow sister. Jennifer Holtz is a novelist, a podcaster, a wife, and a mother. She is an empath. She is a spiritual beacon of light and a guide for those living and crossing over. Jennifer is many things, but most importantly, she is a kind-hearted, loving soul who has an everlasting thirst for knowledge, especially for things related to that that's less unknown. Please welcome the host of the Curious Cat podcast, Jennifer Holtz. Yay! Welcome! Welcome! Thank you. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful intro. And I truly, we set it off a camera, but I'll try to live up to that beautiful intro. And the and crossing <laughs> over thing is so new to me. I'm like a newbie at that. So. It, you, you're incredible. Um, do you, I just quickly want to tell our listeners how we met. We met through a mutual friend, Karen Rontowski from the Paranormal Karen podcast. And it's funny because I heard you on her show and then I was a guest on her show and I tweeted something about it and you had liked and retweeted it. And I'm like, oh wait, she was on Karen's show. And so I added you as a friend. We started talking and one of the most interesting things was I saw that you had a podcast and I listened to the first episode, which was about crows and it was a part two, but you talked about your love for crows. And I just listened to that episode and I thought, oh my gosh, somebody who loves crows the way I do. And I, just listening to you, I felt like she is a soul sister to me. And, and so we started communicating and we became very fast friends, which is just wonderful and incredible. It's it's so funny because it's like, to me, you feel like my older sister that I just never had who I just found. <laughs> that's that's exactly how I feel too. And the crows connecting us is bananas. It's literally just yesterday we were like, crow sisters. Yes. Because 
that episode I did, and that woman is amazing. She is a Corvette Corner on um, TikTok, and then I had to do an episode because I was so gobsmacked by her that I forgot to even say my parts of why I love crows, where my relationship with crows comes from, and then how it connected the two of us is pretty crazy as well. But even this morning, I was just, I woke up just kind of grumpy, and my three crows were sitting out there, and I went, oh, I need to feed the crows. And so I went out outside, fed our crows, and thought of you, my crow sister, and what we got to do later. And they were so appreciative. I give them cat food. It's crazy. <laughs> they love it. And I was like, I always give them advice. I'm like, I love you, boys. Don't get in a fight today. Watch out for the traffic today and hydrate because it's pretty warm for Seattle here. And I just, I felt so much better after just that connection with nature and with the crows. And they always bring me back to my better self, my best self. And I'm just grateful they connected us because I feel that way too. So we did meet through Karen Rontowski's show, which is bananas. We think that she's like some sort of conduit because she does really connect people to other people. And then they get to like, um, there are people in life that reflect a better version of yourself and then you want to live up to it. And that's what she's doing for people. And it just... And then finding soul sisters that are spread out across the geographic map, but that we just so connect to our soul bones. And it's just been an incredible journey. And I'm wondering, this sounds so strange, but not to you guys, but can we send Karen some love right now? Because she just lost her father yeah. and she's acting so strong about it. And uh, sorry. No, guys. let it out. But she's acting so strong and she connects with her dad through humor and through his brash like personality, but she still needs love. And if we can just send her like a moment of just love, because <sighs> let's just take a moment and send Karen and her dad our love. I can hear her dad's laughter right now. I love it. <laughs> oh. He's like, I don't need your goddamn stuff, but this is kind of weird. And cool. <laughs> oh, Thanks yeah, yeah. For that. Absolutely. She really, she really did connect us. I Before I'd even met you, and we'd even connected on socials, I heard your, um, your promo on her um, podcast, and I was like, oh, you're just like, my, I would get goosebumps, and I'm like, you are just doing something amazing with the world and I didn't even know you and I loved your voice and then what's so funny is that last week and I don't know the timing of your guys's podcast but last week we I aired your episode on Curious Cat and all of the comments I'm getting are like it's almost hard to distinguish you from me. <laughs> just like, and, and then they're saying, there. a lot of people are saying, it's not just your, your voices are so similar, but it's like our energies are similar. And even like, we're like, but wait, I have to build on that because I have this thought about this. And they're just like loving it. And they said that there's so many like um, glitter bombs that are coming to them from that episode. That's awesome. Because, yeah, they're saying that like when you say something that I'm, like wait a second but i gotta add this and then you're like wait a second it drew me to say you know make sure that you listen to your body if there's something medically wrong 
really go after uh-huh. and get the answers. And so anyway, I hope we really have helped people with that episode. I know we have, and I don't even know what those ripples are going to be, but oh. I'm like crying. It's <laughs> Thank awesome. You. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's so awesome. Magic, isn't it? I know. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you know, I'm not trying to leave Alex as the odd man out of the conversation. That's okay. I'm fine. I'm good. um, Yeah. So I was a guest on Jennifer's podcast, The Curious Cat, and you know, we we kind of just talked about everything and Reiki and hypnotherapy and just a lot of things that I've learned because I've talked about this before. In my human design, I'm a projector, and I'm a three-five profile, which is like the um, part of it. Is it the martyr? Is it the heretic and the martyr? But basically, like I have to do things for myself. I have to, you know, go through and try things out for myself, and it gives me experience and it gives me wisdom. But my words only will help resonate with those who invite me to it. So that's one of the nice things about being on podcasts is you get invited. And so the person you're talking to wants to hear it. And then the listeners tune in, they're inviting you in by listening. So, you know, I really do hope, I mean, we talked about like listening to your body, follow, like actually paying attention to your dreams and all these different things. And it, it's just speaking with you is always so much fun. So please tell us, Jen, Tell us how your journey started. How did you go from little Jen to here now as my older soul sister, crow sister? You know, I feel like when I tell you guys this, and I have questions for you, Alex, too, because I have to know more about you. But Absolutely. Um, I, have, I, I feel like this is going to resonate with you, Monique, because I just... I guess I manifested this, but I manifested being kind of invisible. And um, and that I knew there was something in me that said, there's some things that you have, some gifts that you have, but you're not supposed to have those out in the world yet. And I'm supposed to hide those. And I'm going to hear a lot that I'm too much. And I'm going to hear, and I'm going to have to kind of pull back a little bit. And then... And it all just, so I know I manifested this lifetime and this game the way that it is. And then slowly but surely, I would have these glimpses, like um, I had a thing that happened and I'd kind of forgotten about it until I had a session with an intuitive healer and I asked him about it. And I said, so I was, um, we had this, uh, my parents divorced my dad was the one that I was most connected to. Like he was always the one that just got me. And, but he was in California and my mom, you know, they fought over custody and ironically they fought over custody of my older brother, but not really me. I was just, my dad was like, wherever you're going to go, you're going to be successful. And my mom was like, I didn't know, but I had built walls by basically, she was so vulnerable and tender after that divorce. It's like the worst thing I could have possibly said was, I miss my dad. But I was five and I I just didn't know to put filters up. And I shouldn't, a kid, as you know from being a parent, it breaks your heart to think of a kid having to think of putting filters up. It tells you how effed up the parenting is that the kids are trying to parent them. So. Anyway, I did the unspeakable, and I, in her mind, I aligned myself with my dad. So it really, it was like, it was she and my big brother seemed to be 
you know, in the same camp, and then there's kind of me. So then I would wait till the summer to kind of let my full self out when I was with my dad and my stepmom, and then I'd come back. And then I just, you know, went through life, and I kind of ignored my gifts, but I had something that I have always thought about that was when I was um, in that apartment building when my mom was the first single mom, there was this, like, little scrubby forest that was outside of our house and it, and I say forest but really it was like really scrubby like um, tumbleweeds and and there were some trees but they weren't like what you think of as like glorious trees they were just trees and I was kicking around in the dirt and I found this piece of amber and I held it in my hand and I just thought this is a really interesting thing that I'm holding and then I went back to the apartment and my brother was there and he said, oh, that's Amber. Let's look it up in my dinosaur book. And he goes, oh, it's probably millions of years old and it's very special. And he said, I'll trade you like five Spider-Man comics and a couple quarters for it. And I said, sounds great. <laughs> so I did that. I know, right? So I always, but I always look back on that and I thought that was more than I thought it was in that moment. Something more happened. And why did I trade that away? Because it was very special. So then fast forward to me, my father passed away, who I was very close with, and I went on this spiritual journey even before he passed and um, and before he crossed over and the night before and all that, and I'm happy to talk about that. But then going back to that little piece of amber, it led me down the path to, to tell my father's stories, and that's how Curious Cat was born. I wanted to keep his voice alive by kind of diving into my shadow and letting my voice out. And I, in that process, I met a intuitive healer. And he said in the healing, he said, is there anything else you wanted to ask, that anything that has happened in your past that you have questions about? And I said, I have this piece of amber. And um, I feel like there was more about it. And he said, yeah, there is. That was definitely magical. And I think it's going to be revealed to you very soon. But that's a path that you're going to get more about. But it was, it was remembering who you were, like remembering a legacy. So then the two weeks later, I interviewed um, Serafina Blackman, who you guys are really familiar with. She's amazing. And she did, um, you know, she's very tender and careful about her readings because she doesn't want to, like, spill the beans when you have the excitement of your journey of unraveling it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So she was like this the whole time during our interview. It was like <laughs> this. And I told her about the piece of amber. And I said, I feel like there was something magical. And she said, oh, I got to tell you, he was definitely, and I said he was shorter. I've seen him since my intuitive healing. He was shorter in stature. He felt golden, like a golden gnome. And I said, I think he gave it to me. And I feel really bad because I should have treasured it more. And she said, okay as soon as you said no I can tell you the scoop because he was reminding you of your legacy and and nature's perfect memory stick is amber so it's like a memory stick that you have for your computer and he laid it in my hand and she said never feel bad about that because you got that information right then and you knew exactly the healer that you are and the gifts that you have were in you and it didn't matter where that piece of amber is, so let that go. And she said, there's going to be more revealed in the, and, and she's like, I can't wait to like share it if you want a reading, but really go on the journey and then come back with me. So it's, 
It sounds crazy, but not to you guys and hopefully not to your audience. No, not at, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. But there it is. I yeah. love it. Oh my gosh. I That's have to awesome. ask, did she mention anything about the Fae with you? Totally. Yeah. She said, um, so I, as soon as this was all off mic. So as you guys know, so usually I'll, I'll end, um, my, um, you know, episode, I don't want to surprise my guests, but then the way I record, I hit unrecord, but then we talk for 20 minutes afterwards. Right. So this was all off mic. And I mentioned to her, her, well, that makes so much sense because I was walking my dog Cooper, and in my peripheral, I saw what looked like an exactly like a gnome figure. But then I looked straight on, and it was like gone. But I knew it had been there, and I got this message that said they cut down my tree yesterday, and I started crying. And he said they cut down my tree, and I saw this stump, this clean stump, and I said, I'm so sorry they cut down your tree. And I said, can I help you find another tree? I'm like saying this in my mind, and my dog's just like walking and pooping and whatever. <laughs> and I'm having this moment. So then the next day I came and I brought a plant and I just put it next to where I had seen him. And so I've had these like encounters with them and I've been drawn to like Green Man. Like if I talk about Green Man or Bigfoot or Sasquatch like my cheeks turn pink because I've got such a flaming crush on him and so I've really started to connect more with earth and with having plants all around my house like you can see behind me like these are all new since last summer and it's a journey that I have to like really take care of that part of myself so when Serafina said about the gnome she said you know that Bigfoot is fae you know that the gnomes are fae you know that you're fae and I'm like I'm starting to really understand that a little bit it, it's so oh my gosh like it, it's so funny because you know I mentioned before like when I was little I talked to trees and rocks and when the neighbor cut down my tree it was just like gut-wrenching and so and it, it's hard because it was such an anger inside and, and such I don't even know how to put it into words but it was like a how can you do this it's not your tree it's not even my tree it was I was connected to that tree and so it, it's very hard like because we have trees you know where we live and I'm making connections with certain trees especially and it's like they're kind of kind of poking out like hi I'm here like we're getting to know each other you're new here I'm not you know and um uh, it just like oh it got to me so much but Serafina what was interesting is you know when we were talking, because it's like, I've always felt connected to Faye, not even knowing that's what it was, you know, when I was little. Um, and, and then she said, oh, we, we could even be related with the Faye connection. And it, I was like, I feel like a lot of us, the soul tribe, we're all kind of coming together, really are learning our connections with each other. And it's taken me, you know, getting into my 30s and my 40s to finally start unraveling and, and getting to the root of it all. And so I say that for any listeners, because it's like, keep going, you know, keep going on your journey, you will find your people if you haven't, they will come. But oh, it's so incredible. I, I love it so much. And also I have to ask you because one of the things that I feel like, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but has it been your barrier has been you didn't almost think you were worthy of finding your tribe? 
oh, you're yeah. learning your value now. That, that you're so lovable. Oh my gosh. You're so worth having the tribe around you. So just today during my meditation, um, I was, you know, cleansing my chakras and I have like this kind of thing that I do. And I saw this um, being and there was anger and I didn't tell you about it, but yeah, there was like anger. Nice it was almost me. like monster demonic kind of. And I'm like, you don't belong here. And I called in Uriel, who's like my angel. I called in Michael. I called in Gabriel. And I was like, come help me. And what I realized is it wasn't an outside entity. It was something inside of me. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And so I was like, I don't need you here anymore. And I send you off in love and peace, but you have to go. And then I had to like do this whole thing with like forgiving myself and all the parts of myself and bring up my worthiness. And then one of my dragons came to me and yeah. And, and so, um, and it's really cool because this dragon, it's like almost like rock with like red lava kind of brightness in the cracks and um he came to me and he was helping me and it was just so cool because I just felt so supported and it's like I am worthy and I you know and I do deserve you know love and I do deserve friendship and I do deserve you know the things that I have but it's so hard because yes you know for myself I get this I'm not worthy I'm not good enough and I'm always questioning you know am I really gifted or is it just in my head because I want to feel special am I really helping people and it's that um the imposter syndrome that I always struggle with because it's like I know I'm good but it's like this weird balance with the ego and it's just so funny because I still it's something I always I've been working on it for a long time and I'm still always working on it it's kind of like the whole like you know you're eating healthy all the time and then it's like oh I started eating junk food again because it starts with like one cupcake or one cookie you know and then it's like oh wait I have to get back on track so it's just like always got to do the work so yes oh that's amazing and I have to say Alex not knowing anything about you but I feel like you have been that reflection to for Monique to believe at first it was like I'm not worthy of even our love and what you see in me but I'll try to rise to the occasion and you're like you've always been there you can be any iteration of yourself but I'm down with it and you've been that for her oh yeah you probably already know that but uh, thank you yeah I, I've always kind of just whatever she needs whatever you know like he's been the gardener to my garden you know he's been the one there you go you know like sowing the seeds and watering and making sure I get sunlight, you know, and keeping me grounded. So, you know, I just go up into the sky and he's, he's, you know, the one who is so supportive that it got to the point where I'm like, I, I can be who I am and he's not running away from me and he's not afraid and it's incredible. But not only that, it's like reminding you also that though the fae part of you, the magical part of you is super important really enjoying the meat suit is important too that's why we came here absolutely 
Yeah, being a parent, like enjoying like the things that we talked about off camera of like yeah. even those things that my mm -hmm. kids are like moving off across the country. It's like those silly little things that seem like when are we going to outgrow that that are actually so fleeting. He's reminding you to just be present in that. It's oh, so dope. Absolutely. And the other thing is on the reverse. I'm telling him like all the time, you're more psychic than I am. But it's like he... He's, it's weird. It's like his door, it's open, but it's like, there's another door in front of it that he's got to get through. It's like a crack open. And I'm always like, no, you know, nurture it, nurture it. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's my fight, I guess. But, oh yeah, he, <laughs> he'll see things, he hears things and. It's, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of weird because I, I always, how, how can I say this the right way? I, I always believed, I guess, in in that kind of stuff, in the metaphysical and all that, but I never, for whatever reason, I never felt like I would see it or or be a part of it, I guess. And you didn't feel worthy. Maybe that's what it was. Um, and and so now, like when I've always been able to kind of see where things are going, where what's what's coming up, what's happening, I've always called stuff just all the time not even because I want to or anything but just and every time like that it happens I I don't I'm not one of those it's like I told you so I don't like to do that but people will say oh I remember you called that you called that you call I'm like yeah I mean what do you want me to say uh, but I it's weird because it's not like how it is when you you know watch movies tv all that kind of stuff how it's all you know hollywoodized it's just kind of like a feeling I'll get, or I just, I don't know. I just know it. It's, it's weird. I don't, I don't know if that's being psychic or it's, what you call it, but it is, it totally is. It's a deep knowing and, um, you know, it's a deep knowing and it's just like, well, of course I have a daughter that is actually, she may be able to hear me right now. My college daughter and she is, it's so funny because Karen Rontowski, she did this tarot reading. And she goes, let's peek in at the kids, even though they're all grown up and on their way. And um, they weren't here to say, no, mom, don't. And so I got to do that. But Bryn very much is your energy where it's like, she, so how Karen described it. And so I'm describing it so that you can understand yourself better. She said, the magic is innate. Like me, I like all the like the little crystals. I like the little candles. I like the 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 stretchy pants and the boots. If you've watched Nacho Libre, I like all the <laughs> things, and so does my older my older um, daughter, and but my younger daughter, it's like everything about every cell in her being is magical, and so she's manifesting constantly without even thinking about it. And so I'm just going to tell you what what Karen told Bryn, and this feels like a message for you. It's not luck. It's not, wow, that was really a lucky thing. It's you. You're the Midas touch. You're the golden touch. You're the magic. You, just you. And I, I don't think I ever told you, but Alex, we met in professional wrestling, and he was the golden Greek, Alex Arion. Okay, no, why do I have tears right now? I did not know any of that. So my husband was a wrestler for UCLA Bruins, but before they disbanded the wrestling, but he was the, you know, so that was his favorite thing to do is pick me up and go back to play. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was like, so funny. It was like our joke, you know, right. <laughs> and I'm, I am not a wrestler, but I'm little. So 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, so you're the magic. That isn't luck. It's, it's, it's not luck. It's not you're going to run out of luck. You have created this, and you're constantly creating, and you are the magic. So, yeah. You're just, um, thank it, you. It, remi- it reminds me of Bryn, where it's like, it just, it's, it comes innately. And so, of course, it's a deep knowing because you really do know deeply. You really are that. You're all that and more. Yeah. And a bag of chips. Woo! And a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I love our silliness, Jen. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now I want junk food and chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do you ever watch the movies and like some will be eating like Chinese food or pizza and you're just like, <gasps> I want that. So I apologize to everyone who's been listening, who I just put like junk food, we put chips and all this in their heads. I apologize. <laughs> oh my, I was just watching a comedian and he was like, okay, you know, he was trying to be healthy and he was like trying to get off candy. So he switched to fruit and somebody saw him eating fruit and they said, you know, you got to be careful with fruits because they're full of sugars. And he was just like, Tell me your fat friend that's addicted to fruit. Like, show, <laughs> show me that friend. Yeah, right. If they got that way from eating the fruit. It's not <laughs> processed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so, so if you're comfortable sharing your newer journey about crossing people over, because you mentioned it, and uh, it just, it kind of, it hit me. Like, when I was listening to you talk about that, because, and like when you told me about it, because it's just like, to me, it's such incredible work with what you do. And we've talked about energy protection because that's really important. But for those listening, can you, are you comfortable sharing that? Okay, yeah, please. Totally. Yeah. So again, it, as all good things I'm learning in my right now happen with, um, they began with Karen. And um, I asked her toward the end, it was one of those questions of like, is there anything else? And I said, well, I've been having this dream about this um, shaggy black dog. And in the dream, it's like every night I have the dream and I'm brushing the dog and he'll have a burr. And so I tenderly take it out and he'll have a gooby in his eyes. So I'll wash out his eye and I'm just tenderly taking care of him, filling up his water bowl with water. And I said, I don't know what that means. And Karen was like, that's Anubis. And I'm like, who's Anubis? And she goes, well, everybody knows Osiris, you know, but it actually was Anubis came prior and he has been overshadowed by Osiris. So I went on a deep dive and I'm like, I fell in love with Anubis and what he was doing. And then um, I kept getting these things at the beginning of 2020, this year, 2023, of I had to do some work and get rid of some stuff and um, really clear out things. And Anubis was like, you need to just do this because you're gonna be doing some things. And I hadn't really connected it with the path of like crossing people over. I had no idea of that. But then the other thing that you don't know yet, Monique, is I am so competitive. And so I heard this guy on this podcast and he said, well, it's my job. I cross all the souls over. And when I say all, I mean all the souls, (laughs) like only me. I'm the only one that does it. And I'm just like, just you. Isn't that such a red flag though? Like when you hear somebody say, I'm the only one who can do this. Like, that's like me saying, I'm the only one who knows how to hypnotize people. I know other people try, but they're not actually doing it. I do it for everybody. I'm everywhere. Like, come on. I'm literally dying over here because that's so true. But that competitive piece of me, I was just like, 
he couldn't be the only one. Like, there's too many souls. Like, it's like this the moment when you're a kid and you're like, Santa can't deliver all that in one night. Yeah. So exactly. I kind of call BS. So then Anubis brought me this dream and the dream in the dream. And it felt like more than a dream. But what it was is my father-in-law. I walked into a medical waiting room and sitting next in a chair, dressed all dapper. He's a very tall six foot four man in his brown suit. He just looked dapper and perfect was my father-in-law. And he passed away 20 years ago, almost to the day, uh, 19 years ago, almost to the day of the dream. And he looked really nice. And I said, gosh, I've missed you. How long have you been waiting here? And he goes, Jen, it's been a long, long, long time. And I'm like, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Can I get you anything? He goes, no, just sit with me. So I sat with him and I noticed that on his perfect suit were all these like, you know, where his collar was were like frayed Mm -hmm. and a little button was gone. And like I was noticing as I watched him, his, his suit was kind of aging and he was just kind of I was seeing the years that he'd been waiting there starting to manifest on his clothing. And he was always so, he's so handsome, so sharply dressed. I have, I love him so much. So then we're sitting there together. That's all he wanted from me. And this orderly comes over in black, in this black cloak, and just starts attacking him. And I stood between him and the orderly and I said, no, no, no. And the orderly went away and I said, would you like to walk me to walk you home? And he said, that would be really nice. And he took my hand and we left the waiting room. So I woke up and I was like, I wrote it down in my dream journal. And I realized he had put himself in a purgatory after he passed away. And I had literally, he had chosen me for maybe my work with Anubis and a connection we had in life to come and help him to see that he'd put himself in this place and he'd been waiting for 19 years to cross over and we did that together and that's when I realized that was the first time I actually brought someone home I crossed him over and just background right before like you know 10 years before he died he had become a Catholic from he changed his religion so I think at that moment was when he was indoctrinated with the purgatory it's like well maybe I don't deserve hell because I'm doing a lot of work to try to make amends but maybe it's purgatory and that was what it looked like for him was like a doctor's waiting office so then after that I had another dream uh, and, and actually it's not a dream now I know I'm just spending my evenings crossing people over and this was a little girl and she was like yay high she was like I think she was maybe two, two and a half, and she didn't have words. She didn't talk to me in that way. It was just telepathic. And she had straw-colored hair, and she was in a white dress, and like right on the bodice was like that seersucker, and there was like blue, red, and yellow tiny flowers, almost like felt almost Ukrainian or something. And actually, maybe that's why she didn't talk to me. We didn't have the same language, so it was telepathic, now that I'm thinking about it. And I said, what's keeping you from crossing over? And she was holding my hand the whole time. And she said, in telepathically, she said, I wanted to be a ballerina in life. And I didn't get to be a ballerina. 
And I said, well, let's go see what we can do. So we started walking and we're in this like outdoor mall walking and this man, larger than life, ass got tied around his neck, gorgeous like bell bottoms, just this beautiful man. He goes, well, who are you? And I said, she wants to be a ballerina. And he said, well, I'm a choreographer and a producer. Show me your moves. And she lets go of my hand and she twirls and twirls and twirls. And he said, honey, with moves like that, you won't work a day in your life. <laughs> and he, she took his hand and off they walked into the beyond. And then I had another dream of like a tween aged girl and she was in a white um, polo shirt and um, khaki pants, almost like you would wear if you go to a private school. And she just wanted to, I was in a living room where all of her family was gathered to kind of, I think as like sort of a funeral for her. And she said, I can't cross over because even though they're here, I never felt seen and loved. So I just held her for the all night long and just said, I love you over and over and just held her until she was ready to be released. And so those are the ones I, I remember most clearly. And then after that, I knew that the deal was that I had to wake up and feel refreshed because it wasn't going to be sustainable. I had to not have it happen in my house because I needed, so that's why I'm always in someone else's space when it happens. And I, um, I also made a deal that they had to, you know, since I'm 53, I'm like, you know, could you kind of just rejuvenate my cells a little bit since I should get a little benefit from this. We're, it's <laughs> sure, a joking thing, but <laughs> it's been a thing. So um, I know when I've been doing the work, I know if I have even a sip of wine, I'm not able to be that. And so it's a, it's a decision I'm making. If I decide to have a sip of wine, it's like, I won't be doing that work for somebody. And it's fine. It's a trade off it's a balance but um you know alcohol doesn't really agree with a grief and mourning for me anyway and I've had lots of father figures that have been passing the last two years so you know it's not really a, no judgment to anybody else but for me it's like not really a great place for me so I can serve these souls better so that's been my journey that is so just wow. insanely incredible so uh, um when you have the, the dreams and you and you and you do the crossing over, you you help people with crossing over. Is it? it it's always a different setting, right? So yeah. it's obviously you're not like in like. Yeah. Okay, so it's always different. Yeah. It is. It's always like one time. It was like I was. It was funny because the dream started out that was in one of those um, reality shows where you're going around the globe and you don't have anything, and then I ended up helping the 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 tween type girl, I think she was 12. I forgot to tell you about um, my my dancer, my little dancer. So the next day, I still was kind of like gaslighting myself about it. It's like, is that really what I'm doing? And I got on the treadmill, I popped on Spotify, and I just was like, I hadn't even cued a song or a podcast yet. And I started doing my warm up, and Tiny Dancer by Elton John came on. Come on. Yeah, I and mean... I, I knew it was her. I knew it was yeah. her. So every time, I, even yesterday, I was missing my um, stepdad who passed away. And I was just kind of feeling low. And poop on my Spotify comes Tiny Dancer. And I'm like, I love you too. And I just like, I, I love you too. And I'm so glad you're happy and you feel joy. So you can't make this shit up. You can't. You can't, yeah. It, uh, it's, it's just 
we've been saying for a long time we don't believe in coincidences. We no. believe there, there's a reason for everything, even yesterday. So for everyone listening, um, I don't often listen to myself being on a podcast, but I wanted to listen to Jen and I's episode over again. And so I'm listening to it and the episode ends and I'm in my car, I'm driving home and I'm right down the road from our house and it ends and a crow goes from one tree right across my car to another tree and just kind of stood there like looking out at me. But before, oh, before that happened though, the episode ends and I go, thank you, Jennifer. And I just like, I just sent love to Jen and I thanked my guides and I go, thank you for making sure I didn't sound like a total putz, (laughs) you know, but I was like sending you love and the crow comes and I'm just like, that's not a coincidence. It's not. And it, oh, it was just so awesome because like, I'll tell Alex, like when I'm on uh, somebody else's podcast, I always end it and I walk in the other room from my office and Alex will say you know how did it go and I'm always like I either sounded like really smart or really fucking crazy (laughs) because it's like I'm either like whoa she's like she knows what she's doing she's smart or she's fucking insane it's one or the other I guess it depends on how you take it but it's like but it's just like that just that crow, it wasn't a coincidence. And oh my God, I don't think I, I don't know if I told you. So Jen had Derek Condit on her show before. Um, Jen is doing uh, this season about the Cascadia Mountains and it's such a good listen, all the things she's talking about. One episode, she has Derek Condit talking about Bigfoot. Now, for those who don't know Derek, he runs the shop Mystical Wares in Washington and Jen knows him. And Derek is one of the people I get my shungite from because I only have three people I trust to get shungite from. And he's one of them. He was the one who I learned from Karen's podcast when she had him on about the bees. And so like I'll sprinkle shungite. I got the powder. I'll sprinkle it around, you know. Um, And we have lots of bees now. Oh, my God. I don't think that's a coincidence. I love bees. Nope. I, I have a video. I I'll have to send it to you one day of me. Like a little Please bee do. was like on the ground um, when I was making organite and I found it and I'm like, oh no. And I didn't want it to die. So I brought it up on my table and I gave it a little water. It didn't want water. So I, we had honey from a local apiary. And so I gave it some honey. It's little bee tongue came out and it was eating the honey. And after like 15, 20 minutes, it got up and it flew, but it was just like the most, oh yeah, I, I love animals. I love bugs. I love all creatures. Um, but so Derek was talking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch. And you had mentioned before when we talked a little bit about what he was saying. And it was just so funny because one thing he mentioned, which I literally, when I was hearing it, started crying, was he talked about how the things that he sees, you know, with his psychicness, and he saw like the white sparkles. And that's what I saw when I was a kid. And it was like, that was, and it was like, it's hard to explain, but it's like sparkles and all like glittery, almost like a white translucent haze in the sparkles. And, but it's just so funny because that's the first time I ever heard anyone else describing what I have seen before and what I see again, having reopened myself up. And so it was just like, oh my gosh, like, there's somebody else talking about like an experience I have. And again, 
it's like we're all magic and we all have these gifts and you know just like how you pointed out with Alex you know he is the magic he manifests it and it's like people I think it's really important to just kind of find your niche of how your magic works but it's like you're not alone you might feel like you're alone because you haven't found that other person or anyone else like that yet, but you're not. And there are people to to connect with. And it's just, you know, because of your show where he had that and he mentioned that because I've heard him on other podcasts and I haven't heard him mention that. So it was just like, oh, it it got me right here. Uh, He always does. And, and I agree with you just to back up and, and, and just like give even more voice to that because there are so many people like the best People that are doing some really amazing work are just reminding us to remember ourselves. And so, like today, I had a family member, and I was like, okay, if it's okay, can I send some healing um, with you? And they were like, absolutely, send it my way. And I'm like, really, I just, I'm just reminding you that you know how to heal yourself. And it's because I've had a journey with Derek Condit, but then it jumped me to Pete, who is a blue-collar spiritualist, and I'm helping him to ghostwrite his book right now. But he is doing this amazing work, and he's like, every single time he does a reading, he goes, this is something you can do yourself, and I am just teaching you how to do it, and, and, and you know how to do this. You have everything you need. Just like with Derek, you have everything you need to do all this yourself. And so... That's my favorite thing is we're remembering our power. We're remembering who we all are. And that's where, like, that was part of the work I had to do at the beginning of this year is just to kind of not cauterize my feelings from other people, but not, I embody every discomfort. I have a cat that's epileptic, and when he has a seizure, I viscerally feel it with him. And when he's recovering and he's blind, my eyes are blurry. Like, I... You, you know, and so I had to kind of compartmentalize that and go, I see your discomfort and I, I can surround you in love and I can be there with you, but I don't have to embody it. But the same thing is true with um, like our psychic gifts. It's like we all have those innately within us. And it's not a matter of belief. It's just a matter of remembering. And it just takes all the woo out of it because we were hardwired to do this. We just, the game is that we forgot we were supposed to be doing this all along. So I think there's more places for people like your podcast, um, hopefully my podcast, and books and other places, YouTube, where they can connect and go, this isn't so weird. It's something I'm remembering that I've always known how to do. So. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you nailed very, it. Very, very well said. Yes. Very well said. Uh, it's so funny because I'm not as articulate. And then it's funny because, like, I'll read your words and I'll listen to you. And I'm like, man, she has such, like, an expansive vocabulary. <laughs> and it's like, okay, something for me to work on, to strive for. It's like, yeah, awesome, incredible. Those, those are, like, the words <laughs> I use to describe everything that, you know, I think is great. Um, but, yeah, you, you put it so well. And... Again, it, it just kind of got me back to our conversation on your show. Um, just, you know, your dreams. You work in your dreams. You paid attention to what was coming to you in your dreams. You connected those dots together. But it's it's also about, to me, doing the work. You did the work. You know, I do the work. And that's why, like, with Pete, you have it in you. 
this is how you do it. And and that's the one thing for anyone listening, I think it's important to realize, like, you have to do work. It's not just like, a, oh, hey, I'm going to sit on my butt and I'll just start seeing things or hearing things or knowing things or information mm-hmm. will come to me. You have to do work on yourself. And it's like I said with my journey, it doesn't end. The work's always there to do, but it's like it's not hard work. It's just putting that effort in, taking the time to say like, I'm worth this. It's that old saying of work smarter, not harder. And I think that's true with our gifts, everybody's gifts. Even if you're just opening up that, that Pandora's box, work smarter, not harder, because the universe is going to be more than meeting you halfway because they're like, well, we've been waiting for you a long time, so come on. And they'll give you little things. You're just like, I, I look back today, I was looking back at my photo reel, and I'm like, the universe was just showing off, and it was a year ago. And I'm like, I wasn't even plugged in to see how it was just going. You were, It's a simple thing, but I found a painting at a thrift shop, and I took a picture of it, but I'm like, I'm going to buy this. Normally, my husband, Doug, we're both like our space. We want it to be both of our space. So I wouldn't buy that without him. But I'm like, I feel really drawn to this painting. So I'm going to get it. And there was a whole backstory behind it, literally behind the painting and the canvas. But right next to it that I didn't even see until today was this photo I took of the insides of a building. And it's shocking to see the two of them together because one is very architectural and the other one is very much like a modern um you know, painting that looks like splotches of color. And they're literally the same thing. It's so, and they were in two separate states. One happened in Washington state. The next day I traveled to Colorado. I'm in a thrift shop and I'm like drawn to a painting. And the universe is going, every single thing is perfect. Our timing's perfect. And look at, you're going to have fun discovering this if you ever do. So I feel like we all have these little Easter eggs that are just everywhere in our life, even Mm -hmm. looking backward, if you start seeing your gift, a safe place to maybe explore your gift is looking backward and notice where the the universe was like, I was really fucking on point this day. (laughs) So are you gonna see it, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. So it's a safe place to explore it, I think. Oh, definitely. And don't be afraid to explore it. You know, that that's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I think people get in their mind that it can be scary, especially when it comes to psychicness. I think people start thinking, oh, if I work on psychic gifts, I'm going to start seeing ghosts. I'm going to start seeing scary things. And, you know, that's not necessarily the case. And you can set boundaries like Jen, you had mentioned you set your boundaries for your dream work that I will do this, but I need to wake up and be well rested and you know, shave a couple years off, you know, <laughs> but um, like you set your boundaries and it was funny. I think it was Karen I was speaking with because um, we were talking about her mediumship, we were in mediumship in general and about like the fear of something appearing to you at night. And I choked. I was like, I swear. If some big boogeyman shows up at the foot of my bed, he better be giving me a foot massage. Otherwise, like, he's got to get out. (laughs) It's like, if you're here, you rub my feet. That's it. But, you know, it's, you have to take it and not be afraid of it, but also know to set your boundaries and say, I'll do this work, but these are my, these are my lines that are not to be crossed. And you have to stay firm in that. It's like one thing I learned, like, you know, clearing a house, like you can't just say, 
all the negative energy be gone. Leave. You know, like you have to be like, get the fuck out. Like mm-hmm. you have to yep. feel it and you have to mean it. Exactly. So you, you can't just kind of be timid and shy and say, please don't come visit me at night because um, I don't want to <laughs> be afraid. It's like, don't you fucking come. Don't you even think about exactly. coming. Well, and that arsenal energy, I think that people that are like coming into like a, more of a lightness or like that woo community, they think that arsenal energy is bad. Actually, it serves us well in those moments where we have to be our biggest self. It's like my husband would say, there are certain bears in Alaska, God help him. He, he grew up, he was a homesteader in Alaska. There are certain bears where it's like, you have to be your biggest self. And then the bear goes, oh, okay, I'm out of here. But then there's, of course, other bears that are like, if you run, they think it's a fun game. And if so, that's bad. I so just got I'm the like, Sasquatch story when you said that in my head. Okay, go listen to our episode about Sasquatch and the woman who's, whose son was on the motorbike, the dirt bike, and being chased, playing a game. That's literally what popped mm-hmm. in my head. It, it totally was. It totally was. Yeah. Bears like just want to play. <laughs> they just want to play. No, I want to go play with bears. <laughs> But that arsenal Please energy s- serves you well. Because <laughs> I would. <laughs> I know. Well, I would too. You know, um, so there is a guy. This is t- such a trajectory. I feel like Doug should be here. He's in Santa Barbara right oh. now with our dog. But he should be right here. He would tell you this story. So he had a teacher that was uh, way back when, when he was in Anchorage. And that teacher would like foster bears and he would like brush their teeth he would feed them and bbc came to um this is well after doug was in college by this point they came to film him with his bears that he would have in his house and he would brush their teeth and he would like do all these things for and of course the bears don't know the bbc cameraman so they bit one and then all of a sudden it was like bears are bad but he had had this relationship since they were little cubs or whatever and so, yeah, I would want to hug the bear too. Oh my gosh! Honestly, well, we gotta get we gotta get Doug on. Like you and Doug need to come on. Just talk about like homesteading and awesome, all this awesome stuff. And it's funny because um, we, so we moved up here and like because we came from the city and we moved up to like the middle of nowhere, and we're surrounded by woods. And last year it was so funny. There was a raccoon, and it comes up across from the pond. So it's probably how far away from where we were? Like a hundred feet. A good hundred feet. Yeah. So 100 feet away, and it kind of comes over, and it stands up on two legs and raises its arms and kind of does almost like a little dance. Because I wave to it. Yeah. I'm like, hi. And it goes up and does like this little like dance. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the raccoon's talking to me. And so then like I go outside because we're in the sunroom. So I go outside, and it's coming towards me. And I'm like, hi, little friend. And it, it does ca- it again, and it goes up, and it does its little hi. Like, raise the roof. And so then, like, it literally comes over to it me. It comes right up to her. Like, a couple, like, like what, what, two feet away? Maybe maybe two feet away from her. Two feet away from me. And we're all just watching it. Like, the and whole I'm family's in like, the other room looking through the window going, like, what? And I'm like, I love you. <laughs> and then I'm like, can I pet you? And and then I'm thinking, oh, shit, what a, like, is it rabid? Like, hello, like me yeah. off in the, up in the air, floating around, like, ah, and then yeah. like, wait a minute, Monique, reality, could it be rabid? And that's why it's coming over to me. But I, it's like, you know, that feeling, I knew it was fine, but it was just yeah. so funny. I'm like, I really want to pet it. But then I got all like the voices in my head of, yes. 
yeah, you pet it and everyone's going to be like, oh, it could be rabbit and they're going to go get rabies shots. And I'm like, it could scratch me. Do I need rabies? And, I, and, and while I'm having this conversation in my head, it picked up on it and it was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to go. And I was like, Ugh, yeah, I should have yeah. just yeah. left it alone and then like come up to me and sit on my lap and I will pet you and love you. Because like that's all I wanted to do was just love the raccoon. <laughs> so okay, that would be me with a bear. <laughs> that is the greatest story. And I love that Alex is watching you with the kids through the glass. They're like, this is, wow, look at this encounter. This but is yet, cool, but not, wait. This is, this is, is really cool. Is it really that cool, though? Hold how on. dangerous is this uh, situation, how, really? Exactly. Like if somebody <laughs> from the outside was watching, not knowing her, would they be concerned? And all I think about is, like, you see in the comedy movies, like, the raccoon jumps on my face, exactly. and I'm like, ah. I like a Caddyshack moment. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. That's that's my husband Doug's favorite joke is you never have to be the fastest when you're running away from the bear. The second, the second slowest works, too. <laughs> <laughs> see, I just feel like the bear would probably be running for me because I'd be like, I love you. Come to me. Yes. I want to hug you. You're going to be mine and I'll love you forever. <laughs> yeah, that that's me with like, uh, and, and it's so hard because it's like just all the little creatures, like they'll come visit me and I'm like, I have to let you go. But uh, you know, it's like, I love you. Like the snakes come out and I'm like, hi. And oh, all the little creatures. I love them. Oh, I love them too. Oh. And that's why we're and soul sisters. I think so too. I mean, it's, I think so as well. And like Doug really, my husband, he's not really, um, he would never say he's woo, but he is very connected because, you know, we were in Colorado and there was a, a bull that had passed away that we came across and he was just like, we can't just leave him out. He, we just need to, and he t found like all of these like little pine cones and little different flowers in the yard. And he found a way to kind of put him in the, bury him in the ground in a loving way. And, um, and so he is connected and, but you know, he's just, he's connected in a different way, but he, he hears me when I'm, you know, have hunches about things. I don't even call them hunches, but I'm like, he's like, it's never steered us wrong to listen to your instincts. And um, he manifested me and our two daughters being these like very hyper, like tapped in, you know, strong women. And I, I always reminded him of that when we outvoice him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have two boys, is that we right? We have three boys. Three. Yeah, three boys. Three? Yes. Oh. Yeah. You got the girls, we got the boys. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It is so fun. It is. Oh. Isn't parenting the best? Oh. It's the greatest thing. It's it really a is. journey. It's, it's like yeah. you learn so much about yourself. And totally. it, it's like, it's so funny because like you see so much of yourself in your kids too, the good and the bad. And yeah. it's like, and then like you learn like, Hey, but that's part of me. And again, it's yeah. that journey of loving yourself and forgiving yourself for the things. And oh, it's so awesome. Actually, you just brought up a good point because I have meditations where you go back to a younger version of yourself and give yourself love when you're in those kind of ugly places. Maybe you weren't the kindest person, but actually parenting is actively giving that younger version of yourself love in all of those moments where you were who you were yeah and that's pretty amazing 
It is. I never even thought about that. It's it's basically a reflection of your inner child, you know? And yeah. yeah. And and so it's like you're able to learn a lot of lessons about your inner child, who you were as mm-hmm. a kid too. And yeah. And it's funny because you have those meditations and um yeah, I, I do um inner child work and hypnotherapy as well. And it's so awesome because like Again, it just makes me think back to that guy. I'm the only one who can do this. And here I am like, no, depending on what works better for you, like you can do it in like 800 different ways, you know? And that's the thing. Again, kind of circling back. It's like, there's so many ways to tap in and, and work on yourself and do things. And it doesn't have to be one certain way. It's just whatever feels right and feels good for you. You don't even need necessarily another person to do it. You can all do it yourself. And I'm probably putting, you know, myself out of business, but I don't care. It's like, you know, like you, we all have the power to do it ourselves, but it's just nice because when you have somebody holding your hand on that journey, it's, it's just a little more comforting and not so scary. Like kind of like, Hey, I got you. And we're going to, we're going to do this. And again, with what you do in your dreams, helping, helping people cross over, you're literally taking them by the hand and guiding them and tending to them and caring for them and loving them. And if anything, I really hope that when the listeners just heard what I said, they apply that to everyday life. If you treat people like that, whether they're a stranger or somebody you know, but you treat them with warmth and welcome and love and care, it's it can be hard sometimes. Sometimes you see people and you think they don't deserve that. But personally, I think, well, ask yourself, do you deserve that? And if you say yes, then they do too. And if you say no, then you got work on yourself to do. And you got to start loving yourself. But well, we even talked about that on my podcast yes. episode. And it, there's very much like a fake it till you make it with that. And then it's amazing how you embody it because it used to be, well, I send you off in love. And it's like this mean almost energy. It's not a positive thing, but it's like, I, you know, you, you fake it till you make it. You're like, okay, I can. But then you start having that humanity hit you in the face that we're all connected. And you're like, I can remember a moment where I was hurting and it's not about me. It's about them. And they're not in a space maybe where they'll ever, you know, be in a place to receive this or whatever. And so I don't know. That's been a big shift with me is like seeing that it's not a me thing. It's a them thing. And I send them off in love. And what is painful is to see that you have all these tools, all these angels, all these guides, all this stuff, even within themselves, that could be harnessed in helping them, but they're so closed off to it. It goes back to when you were saying there was that entity, that dark entity, Mm -hmm. that you realized it was an iteration of you. Well, you needed that for a time, and now you're like, I do that in so many other ways. I don't need that anymore. Exactly. I I had an instance with my kids when they were very young, they were asleep in, they had a full, um, they had a bunk bed, but they both chose to sleep together in the bottom mattress. And I did what every parent can relate to. I'm reading books so late and then I fall asleep with one in each arm. And I woke up and there was this huge, almost like from a Hayao Miyazaku um, uh, movie. It was just this giant shadow person looming over my kids and was trying to suck out their life and I went no and I just like was no 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 and I 
push the entity out. And it wasn't until this year that I realized that was me warning me of what was about to happen to our family because two things were going to be happening separately to each of my kids that would try to kill them off. And it was my job to get that arsenal energy all up and going and those muscles back to going because being a mom isn't just tender, sweet songs. It was about having arsenal energy to go, there's something wrong with my kid and I'm bringing him to the doctor seven times so that you can on the eighth time finally say, this is sepsis and she will die if we don't get this handled. And so that was an iteration of me yeah. that was warning me and yeah. waking up that mama bear in me. But it, And again, like, you know your body. And, and we talked about when I was on your show about, like, you know, I was written off by doctors about my Lyme disease. I knew something was wrong. And you know your body, you know yourself, and you know your kids as a parent. And you know when they're okay, when they can walk it off, and when something's really wrong. And, yep. it, and it's come to the point where you have to fight for your children, you have to fight for yourself. We did an episode on knowing your medical rights. Was it like a year or two ago where like we went off about like your medical rights and it's different between like an emergency room and a doctor's office. But we discussed that because people need to know and they need to have that arsenal energy going in or have somebody doing it for you. Because sometimes when you're sick, you're so weak, it's hard to fight for yourself. So you need somebody else to do that. And, and you need to make sure that like that person's in tune to you yeah. and believes you when you say something's really wrong. I mean, my mom had sepsis two years ago and it was scary, you know, like not knowing if she was yeah. going to come home. And it's and then like all the COVID stuff was happening around that time. And they're like, well, you can't go in there. I, I was like, oh, my God, I was like to my dad, I'm like, I will freaking riot. I will make a scene. I'll get dragged down in handcuffs. I don't care because what's right is right and this isn't right. And I'm a principal person, you know? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, I don't care if I make a scene. I go off principle. Yeah. And it comes down to like people, are they suffering? And most importantly, when people are suffering, they need love. They need yeah. care. They need that energy supporting them, strengthening them. And again, it's like, that's what you do like when, when they cross over, if they can't cross and you're doing that for them and it's so beautiful and lovely. Oh. Well, I'm I'm ready and willing to help people. I have to set I have to set boundaries because my when my stepdad was um, about to pass away, it was very much we were holding his it privately to the family. But I did um, my higher self was talking to his, and I said I can't because I know you so well. I can't cross you over after the fact, so I can do some things prior. And he was one of those that um, out of the blue, I. Um, you know, people didn't even, I hadn't posted about it. We really wanted to keep it private, this whole process, for his sake, because he wanted that. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Pete, the blue-colored spiritualist, he sent me a DM on Insta, and he said, I don't, this is for you. I don't know what it means. Mike said, oh, my God, it's so much easier. I see what you did now, and it's so easy. And, you know, this was like a week after my dad had passed. Nobody knew about it, hadn't posted it anywhere, and nobody knew his name. And so I was like, oh, thank you. It was received. So, 
you know, even that with boundaries, it's like, so I'm willing to cross over people if they call out to me and I, you know, and my higher self says this is a person I'm supposed to help, but I have other ways of helping people now too. So, you know, just having like little, I call myself a death doula <laughs> because I seem yeah. to help people. You do, yeah. but even just this conversation, I know helps people. I hope so. You know, like, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if you realize it, but like every podcast episode, I feel like helps people. It gives them insight into something they maybe didn't know about, or it allows them to feel like, hey, I'm not alone, or they feel more comfortable about where they are, who they are. So there's so many different things that I feel you do for people and not only like during your living day life, but during your nightlife and just all around all of you. Like I I always like, I see you and I think you are magic. You are so, so magical. You are just like magic embodied into a meat suit and (laughs) (laughs) so, so, but I'm sorry. So are both of you. And I just have to go back and say what you guys put out there a year ago with those medical rights the same thing because I think that people in the past, even before COVID, but they held up doctors and they have worked their butts off to be doctors, yeah. but it's like God status. And Doug was the first person to say, they're just a person, fire them. Yeah. And I'm like, really? And he was like, absolutely. And I fired a doctor and then I found a different person that actually heard me. So I think what you guys are doing you are both very magical and you're very much this beautiful energy together. And um, I feel like Alex, you were overshadowed, but by (laughs) us, but glitter bombs to you because (laughs) you're something, you're something special too. And um, thank you, (laughs) but you guys are casting some magical ripples as well. And I love that. I, when I, I do a podcast episode, I only do a subject that I feel drawn to. My higher self says I have to, and I sometimes I don't even understand why I have to go down that rabbit hole, but I know that putting it out there, I always get the message, the work is done. It's going to hit the person that it needs to at the right time. So well said. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you this for spreading awesome. your magic and love and warmth with us. Can you oh, tell... I- Oh, go on. I love you guys so much. <laughs> I love and you. And thank you for even having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone how they can find you. Well, you can, whatever your social thing is, you can find me on Curious Cat Podcast. Um, if you want to email the show, I think it's curious underscore cat underscore podcast at iCloud.com. Uh, but also my author name is Jennifer Holtz, and so I'm everywhere on socials as that as well. I get to be kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I get to be the woo person, <laughs> and then I also get to be this like ghostwriter author as well. So, Which is so awesome That's and incredible awesome. too. Yeah. And we'll have all your links as well. So oh, the podcast, thanks. everything, your book on Amazon, everything will be in the show notes for people to click on. Okay. Jen, yeah. closing out, is there any anything else you want to say before we wrap up today I just you know I end every episode with from the heart I don't know why I want to cry but from the heart I always say stay curious I love you because I feel like there are people that they in all their other walks of life they and I'm so sorry it's don't be sorry I'm curious cat unless I cry <laughs> but there are people that do not hear that 
And maybe the only time they hear that expression of love from a heart chakra is at the end of my podcast, and that is important to me. So stay curious, and I love you. We love you, too. Thank you so much. Thank, Jen. Thank you for... Thank, Thank you, you for having me. All my love and all my love to your whole family and to the farm. Thank love you. you Spread out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Innerstandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light. And we are back, and that was awesome. That was a great conversation. We actually ended up shooting the breeze for a little bit a little more bit longer. afterwards as well, and that was just awesome. I love her. I wish we c- we had recorded some of that conversation. I know, I should That's just for us, so. That's okay. And it was it, awesome. It, it was, was great. great. And one of the things we were talking about after we stopped recording and we got off with Jennifer, um, it's really funny because anytime her and I get together, online like to each other with audio and video we always have technical difficulties it's so funny because she's like I think it's your psychic energy and I'm always like no I think it's your psychic energy (laughs) and I was like I think it's combined like the two of us because the first time we talked it was over zoom and she couldn't hear me and then I couldn't hear her and then I could like we were able to figure like to get it to work and like just randomly going in and out of zoom but I had feedback like an echo and then I was on her podcast and again we had these technical difficulties with each other being able to hear each other and then this this time again same thing (laughs) happened we could like either she couldn't hear us or we couldn't hear her and it's and funny. It's just kind of weird, yeah. And, of course, you know, me immediately, I'm like, all right, technically, what's wrong? What's going on? I'm like, and it's, it's our energy. It's nothing that we could figure out. It just kind of eventually just happened, and, and everything was good. So it was just, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very, Very interesting. interesting. Yes. I just want to thank Jennifer again. Um, so much love to you. Thank you for being on our show. Uh, super extra love to Karen Rontowski. We love you, and we're thinking of you. And, yeah, just thank you all for listening, and we hope that, you know, this resonated with you in some way or made you feel good or at least felt loved. Yeah, and, and we we mentioned it during our conversation that yeah, if, if it's something that doesn't make sense to you or whatever, uh, hopefully down the road it does. Hopefully you listened to this conversation and maybe right away it doesn't make sense or it doesn't resonate right now, but maybe down the road you'll have like an aha moment. Like, I, oh, I heard something about this or, oh, I heard something that I could use in this situation or whatever the case may be. But hopefully 
if you took the time to listen, you'll get something out of it. Maybe not right away, but maybe down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, until next time, I've been Alex, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous wife, the amazing Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website. HomewreckerPodcast.com Where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker Podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at MoniquePCHT. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you.